morning, boys and girls. Today, we'll be learning all about... Doll Crayon. All right, so that was the brand new, still new. I mean, I'm going to count it as still new. I've never heard music. it. You've never heard it. What did you think? I loved it. I'm uh, so glad you love it. Uh, I, it was, um, it struck an emotional chord. It uh, reminded me of being in front of students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that, that heart palpitation. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. It, it, it evokes things in you, yeah, we yeah. should say. And, and is that your voice in, in the song? It is not my voice. I wish it were my voice. I wish I was that, that uh, crotchety old lady going, Del Grand. Someday, Gabe. I think, I think I'm getting there. I'm working there. I'm definitely scaring people at camp this summer. I've even gotten a few 16 and 17-year-olds scared, which you know is not my demographic usually. So for, for scaring people. For scaring people, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm much better at scaring you when you're you know three to eight range. Or geriatric. Or geriatric. Really oh, yes, yes. Them I give heart attacks to <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, but so if you can't tell already, we are the Dull Crayons. I am your... Loyal Dullard, Gabriel Zuger, recording here live from the uh, brand new Freddie D Studios. This is the first time we're recording from the Freddie D Studios. Of course, I am joined today by my co-host who is not in the Freddie D Studios, but is in fact in his car on the car phone. Willie on the car phone. Willie, where are you? Uh, I'm on the uh, Verrazano still. He's still on the Verrazano. <laughs> still there. Uh, Oh, the traffic terrible. Um, it's a Thursday night. It is a bad time on the Windows Verizon. down, no AC. Uh, I, I didn't have the toll fare, so I had to turn around. They had to put the cones out. Uh, right, right. Disaster. Right. There's also a lot of often garbage trucks just picking up random garbage. Yeah, on the yeah. Actually, they picked time. me up. They and, picked you up. And oh. uh, I, I, yeah, I had to negotiate it. They do that sweet. A letdown. Yeah. You didn't negotiate a release? <laughs> yeah. What they, what they trade you for? Uh, my cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> cassette tapes and a player to be named later. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so Willie, Willie on the car phone. And Willie, since you, you have been in traffic for some time now. We M- did, uh, months, I believe. <laughs> we, did, we did put you to work uh, before we started recording this episode. And you took your very first Wonderlick ever. Yeah. Yeah, I Would did. you feel comfortable telling the audience what your score was yes i got a 37 37 yes you did in fact get a 37 uh it's it's out of 37 i believe it was a it was a uh, it was an abridged version i have i have a um uh, i have an iep (laughs) uh i I was given 29 minutes (laughs) for 37 (laughs) questions It is not out of 37, and if that had been one of the questions on the Wonder List, how many <laughs> questions is the test you are taking, and how much time are you given? You might have gotten that one wrong. Um, it is out of 50, but that is the second highest uh, dull crayon score thus far. 
Yeah. Uh, you are you are only behind uh, Julian, of course, with a forty three, which makes you both capable of doing really just any job on the planet. Great. From my understanding, I hear the that. I hear that in the nineteen early eighties, I could have been a chemist. I could have been could a have Reagan been a chemist, era chemist, <laughs> uh, an electrical engineer, Great. a systems analyst. I'm coming for you, Julian. <laughs> I literally don't think systems analyst is a job anymore. That's such an eighties and nineties job. In fact, I think it's what Chandler did on Friends, but. For some reason, you could be one. I think like ninety percent of what people's current employment is is just systems analyst <laughs> these days. <laughs> I do think that would accurately define far more people's if jobs. If you search than that on LinkedIn, it's just, <laughs> just reams. It's like the phone book. Um, do you think a lot of people are writing systems analyst as their job objective at the top of their resume anymore? Or have we gotten rid of job obje- objective altogether? Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That yeah. was a thing. That used to be a thing that you would write the objective. <laughs> and then it would be to obtain a blah, blah, blah. And you would find a way to write like a simple sentence like to get a motherfucking job. Yeah. But it was like 30 words long. <laughs> to obtain a job. Mine was always something like to obtain a job that will utilize my communication and leadership skills, etc. Uh-huh. It, it would keep going. There were like, you know, 15 noun phrases and verb phrases. Man, I usually just lead with my Wonderlick score. <laughs> just say, <laughs> right take it or top. leave it, bitches. Right <laughs> Willie on the car phone, 37. <laughs> and then, uh, what do you got at the bottom? <laughs> Skills, hobbies? Uh, yeah, mostly hobbies. Mostly yeah. hobbies. Um, I have... Uh, Fluent in word processing. You got to have that one on there. I also have my Microsoft Office. I also have my current location on the bridge. (laughs) You definitely want to keep them updated with uh, your GPS coordinates. Latitude, longitude. Yeah, down to the minutes and the seconds there. Yeah. You got to have it all. It's, It's really the quality of the paper, too. Yeah, paper quality is big. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I I was reading some resumes at one point for a school that I worked for, and I'll tell you, not that I'm qualified at all to do this job of... of <laughs> reading? Of, of, of reading or, or of deciding who should get a job interview yeah. and Where's who the shouldn't. objective? <laughs> no, can't we get... This person is not driven. They don't know um, what they want. They don't even know. Um... I was definitely not qualified to do it. Uh, I think I think I was only on that job for like three months when they just started <laughs> handing me like that sort of office work, like thinking I was capable. Um, but I was definitely judging people really hardcore right away on like your fucking font choice, Hell yeah. your bullet Hell yeah. choice, and it's so scary how easy that is to do and how like how much of a true fact it is that your resumes are getting thrown right off the top of the pile if they even have like one thing that looks kind of janky. Yeah, and like, don't even, don't even do the two pages. Like, oh my I'm, god, I'm not fucking flipping that shit over. Oh my what, god, we're like, what are you like a senior fellow at Brookings with all your publications? This is bullshit. Yeah, keep it on one page. Make the bullet points Wu Tang symbols. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, you yeah. can, if you can spell cream just <laughs> yeah. by going down the first letter of every word in your resume, cream, get yeah. the money, right. then you actually have the job. You actually have my job if you can make <laughs> Did that. Did you happen. even read the description? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, wife of the pod, Pauline, was working on her CV for a while, which she needs for her job. And I couldn't believe it. She was telling me about CVs at her school that were like 11 pages long. And it's like, who the fuck has the time for that? Right, you're also like... Who wants to read that? 
and you're like 23. Right. <laughs> what do you got on that shit? I don't want to hire the person that has an 11 page CV. Because <laughs> no. I, I just feel like you're an asshole. You're going to be an asshole. And I have to work with you. Yeah, because you're probably going to recite that shit to me. Oh, my like God. All, like all points of the day. All the you fucking got a lot time. of baggage. You got a lot of history. You're going to talk so much about every publication you've ever been published in, about, you know, every peer reviewed journal you've ever read or paneled on. Fuck you. No. Oh. No, you don't get this job. So annoying. Um, so speaking of <laughs> losers and villains, like people with uh, 11 page CVs, we're here today to talk about some some heroes and villains in the education world. So to start us off, I think we got to say the, the number one villain in education right now has to be Betsy DeVos, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's others in contention up there. Yeah, like like a, a mean crotchety librarian, <laughs> like we all know. <laughs> you don't even have fines in your library. Why are you mean about it? <laughs> but but There's, yes, yes, there is that one. Old Betsy, I th- I, be- I believe it's also the same librarian. That it's we the all same know. one. It's, yeah. not, it's not a different one in each <laughs> library. It's the same one. They're somehow at all of them. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that I believe Betsy is the. Uh, I believe she's the most hated member of the Donald Trump cabinet, which oh. is a really tall order, especially because education secretary doesn't do a huge amount compared to like secretary of state compared to like, you know, where federal policy is in education. Right. So she, it's like she strikes a chord of evil in people. And, and I would agree, probably say warranted. But. So what would you say, and, and I, I, I hear that and I agree that that definitely feels true and it certainly felt true to me when she was even going through the screening process, right? The vetting process yeah, yeah. and was being grilled <laughs> by, you know, the likes of Elizabeth Warren and Al Franken, you know, God rest his soul. Rest in peace. R.I.P. to France. <laughs> Rippies, we're going to pour one out. We yeah. need to take a moment. I might actually shed a fucking tear. Um, but... Yeah, so like we all knew it was going to be bad at that point. Um, but what what did it for you, or like what makes it for? What's the first thing that jumps out to you when we talk about just her and why she should be so disregarded? Well, I think you know she is she is for better or worse, and I think most people say worse the the head of our entire system of education in our entire country, right? Which is foundationally and disproportionately a public education system yet she is openly uh she openly and unabashedly talks about the how the fact that the public education system is irreparably broken and instead of trying to fix it is trying to replace it with some bullshit constellation of uh public or private schools and charter schools it's like if someone came to take over the mta and was like subways suck you guys heard of uber (laughs) (laughs) perfect i think uber could really do some right it's a good work here right (laughs) but there are certain neighborhoods that uber shouldn't go in (laughs) those people can walk (laughs) um no absolutely i think i think that definitely nails it and and for me that that has always been a big factor but i i even think that like right off the top for me it was just straight up you you have too much money (laughs) Right. And and I don't mean to say that like, oh, money is the root of all evil or like having money is a bad thing. It's OK to have money, but it is not OK to be in positions of public office, which is what she is, 
an appointed office, right? Not an elected official, appointed office and be that motherfucking wealthy because your interests, as you stated earlier, have to be, you know, the best interests of schools, children, and the people working at schools, right? And you're, if you're worth $5 billion, which she is, Holy shit. You're, yeah, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, not just one billion, <laughs> yeah. not just two billion. Five billion. Five billion. Like, you're so disconnected from yeah. everybody in the country that you you can't possibly represent their best interests. It's, yeah. it's just not possible. I was in, I was actually in graduate school for education policy around the time, like just before and then just after she was appointed. Right. And before she was appointed, we learned about her as a case study for how not to do charter school reform. <laughs> like, she fucked up Michigan so badly with this outrageously deregulated system Jesus that we learned, Christ. like, don't do it this way. There are good, there are okay ways to do it. Right. And then she got fucking appointed. Right. <laughs> like, now, now she's our little czarina of... Of education everywhere. Well, I mean, in that way, it's perfect that Trump appointed it, right? <laughs> yeah, because perfect. because right. Trump himself is such a natural fail son, right? Yep. Has failed at literally everything that he's ever <laughs> sought to accomplish, with the exception of being elected. Right. right. And even that, many of us are pretty sure he was trying to fail and failed to fail. Yeah, get that TV contract. Right. <laughs> um, but so, so Betsy is clearly our villain in this story. Yep. Now, the question for you, Willie, will be if we have an actual hero. So the story coming to us from the cut is, uh, and some of you may have heard this because it's a little late news. Someone set Betsy DeVos's $40 million yacht adrift. Someone set Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos's 163-foot yacht adrift in northern Ohio on Sunday morning. The $40 million vessel was untied sometime Sunday morning, causing the Sequest, its name, <laughs> to hit another dock. The collision caused roughly 5,000 to 10,000 in damages from large-scale scratches and scrapes, according to the Toledo Blade. None of the crew aboard the ship were injured. First of all, why the fuck were there crew aboard the ship if it was docked? I mean, I don't... No, no. They're, she, they're scrubbing. I, I mean, mean, are they just always there? Does she make <laughs> them stay on clearly. the boat just in case? Yeah, I think they take, like worksheets from public schools and just use them to like wipe down the decks <laughs> they take actual graded papers, <laughs> yeah, graded papers. Um, so according to reports the police are reviewing security footage of the ship to find out who untied the yacht from its dock uh, there's no indication as to motive for the vandalism yet but Secretary DeVos has certainly not endeared herself to the American public during her tenure she was sued for rolling back campus sexual assault protections in January and was accused of, quote, not listening to survivors of the majority of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting in March. Her stance on public education is also unclear, which you pointed out, Willie, which is worrying considering her job title. The Sequest is one of 10 yachts that the DeVos family owns. <laughs> considering the fact the Secretary of Education and her husband have a net worth of $5.1 billion, 5,000 in damages to one yacht in a fleet of several doesn't feel too detrimental. How badly would you want a net worth of 0.1 billion? <laughs> oh my god! So, oh, I'd be so my god. psyched. I would give up. I'm pretty sure all of my limbs <laughs> and my wife for yeah. a net worth of 0.1 billion. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd call myself a 0.1 billion. <laughs> uh, but so, all right, whoever did this, like, 
bravo. Like yeah. golf claps to you already. You're you're getting them. You I think it was you, Al Franken? <laughs> you tried something. I do think it was Al Franken. Um, you tried something. Now that said, a hundred and sixty-three foot yacht is big as fuck. That it's is huge. a big <laughs> ass yacht. So clearly this guy, I'm assuming a guy, like untethered this thing, hoping maybe just the current will just take this fucker out and it'll be lost at sea for a few days. But the crew's on it. But the crew <laughs> wearing, wearing, I'm sure, like, private school uniforms <laughs> required. I'm imagining now some sort of, like, Amistad situation <laughs> oh where, the crew, where the crew wakes up and, and sails it back and then the guy is still on the dock and as soon as they go to sleep, he pushes them back out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wait, they wait, just keep hold doing on, hold that. on. The yachts in fucking Ohio. Ohio. What is it like on a trailer? Or I don't. Is it like being like carried by Marine One? Like, what, why, why the fuck's it in Ohio? Or uh, on a Great also, Lake, presumably, or I guess. Or, or do they like dig their own lakes? <laughs> yes, she she might have she might have her own body of water that yeah. she's kept off off of maps for the last few generations. There might be a secret sort of a lost style lake yeah, that just uh, moves around the state of Ohio. <laughs> Uh, just for the fleet. So uh, the the other question would be because it says roughly five thousand to ten thousand in damages. Does the ten thousand potentiality mean that the other yacht it hit was another <laughs> Devos family yacht? Are I mean, all the yachts in the same fleet in the yeah, same dock? Yeah, it's like Midtown at rush hour. It's just, it's just so packed with yachts. You could just. It, it, I I feel like. There isn't even the sensation of there being water because they just jump from yacht to yacht. <laughs> they just parkour all yeah. over oh, the yeah. yachts oh, yeah. all day long. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. I mean, I guess, I guess when you have five point one, look when you when you have a few hundred million, right? You have houses in different places yeah. and hoes in different area codes, yeah, yeah. right? But when you're 5.1 billionaires... That's hoes in zip codes. <laughs> <laughs> hoes in zip codes, hoes in country codes, different country codes. A one, uh, oh five. I don't even know where these places are. Um, but I guess when you're a 5.1 billionaire, you have to have yachts. You have to have yachts in different places. Because the last fucking thing you'd want to do is send your crew to you know, sail your yacht to wherever the fuck you're going to be, even right. though you're forcing them to live on board. <laughs> <laughs> there must there must be some kind of like um, old timey, like crew affliction, not scurvy, but something mm. that you get just from your captain, like locking you onto the ship <laughs> and not letting you port ever like. <laughs> Some sort of sea legs that just happen endlessly. Yeah, I also see Betsy DeVos just like hiring a crew that can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> just locking them on Just there. locking them on board. <laughs> Good luck, bitches! Yeah, you better keep this shit seaworthy. All right, so Willie, let's, let's, let's talk in full honesty here, okay? Full transparency. Yep. Betsy DeVos is worth $5.1 billion, right? Now, we've established that she is the villain of education, not just in our day and age, but probably will go down in history as the villain of all time. Yeah, and she's worth every cent. And she's worth that. every cent of that fucking money. She's got five to $10,000 worth of damages on her boats in, you know, large scrapes and whatever. Yep. She offers you $0.1 billion dollars. Yes. To fix her <laughs> yachts. <laughs> scrape the barnacles, uh, fix the scrapes. Yeah, like a summer internship. A summer internship <laughs> with Betsy DeVos. 
who I think you established earlier, uh, and it may have been before we recorded, uh, was actually one of your lessons yeah, uh, yeah, when you school. were going to school, right? <laughs> about yeah. about just really what not to do. <laughs> yeah, I would... Okay, this is what I would do. I would work. I would scrub the barnacles. First yeah. of all, there ain't, there's no barnacles on that fucking boat. No. It's in Ohio. It's in Ohio. There's Never, no barnacle, life in the rivers has, in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. They're all there. I think like they're mostly on fire. And, and just, <laughs> if you like stick your foot in it, like only your bone comes out. <laughs> um, but you gotta like plant some, um, what's like some listening devices, right? Some cameras and shit. Yeah, right. like I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how little she talks about education. <laughs> she just, clearly is just like. Definitely like, want to know has, that. It's, it's probably like five percent of her brain space. I definitely want to know that. Education. Also, also, I'm gonna be honest because when you said listening devices and recording equipment, I mean the first thing I went to also because this is a yacht too is, does she fuck? Yeah. And yeah. if so, how does she fuck? Right. Because and now some people out there are gonna be like, oh, Gabe, that you're being fucking gross. And it's like, no, actually, we spend a fair amount of time talking about how, like, Congress people and other uptight nut jobs in the public eye, like, either don't fuck because they're incel or vol cell, mm-hmm. or, like, if they do, then they're really kinky and weird about it <laughs> and need, like, all sorts of fucked up ways to get off because yeah. they, you know, get off all the time on, like, human suffering and shit like that. So they need their balls stepped on with high heels. Like, I want to know what kind of fucking kink yeah. is Betsy into. Some, I, I'm like, okay, there's like, there's like the engaged with kids joke that I'm not gonna make. Right. I'm not gonna. Right. It's just, it's just, well, I'm, not, I'm not gonna touch it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, low hanging fruit in yeah. a in a pizza gate kind of sense. I <laughs> right, mean, we right. want to know how many triangles are on the yacht before we start going to right, the. Right. Um, but I think you're totally right. I think it's like. People who are who get to be that wealthy and get to be that powerful are just they're fucked up. Like they're so fucked the pride, up. Pride, narcissism, um, uh, the there's just like the black holes of their soul that just need to be filled by these the bullshit that they have in their lives. Right. How many yachts can fill that black hole, Betsy? I, I mean, how many does it take? How yeah. many yachts to get to the center of Betsy DeVos's heart? <laughs> a, a one, a, a two, who? a three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> All right. So I, I think that does it for Betsy. Now, uh, because we don't want to give you the impression that we hate everything here on the Doll Crayons. No, we don't. Uh, which definitely is the impression that gets across, especially during the snack report. Which yeah, we read your emails. We will get to later. <laughs> um, we want to talk now about um, a hero in education. Yeah. And, and this hero goes by many names. Um, but the one I'd like to refer to him as in this moment is King. And that would be King LeBron James. So King LeBron James. <laughs> Not uh, old education secretary. I think is John King. Was the, was there a John King? I think he was the education secretary before DeVos. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. Not him. Not You're not a hero, John. Not that <laughs> It's LeBron. Guy. It is. It's LeBron. So LeBron James has started something very special. Um, I'm going to pull this up right quick. The the highlights of the program, but this is part of his I Promise program, and, and it's not I Promise like some Apple bullshit with a little nope. I and then big. Pro- it's big I promise. This is a big I promise. Fuck, where is this thing? So these these are the bullet points of LeBron's I Promise School. 
at his school, he is offering free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycle and helmet, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, a food pantry for families, GEDs and job placement services for parents, and guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. Holy shit. I mean, I I have yet to hear a better school program, not just from a celebrity, not just from a billionaire. Actual public schools aren't even offering a fraction of what he's proposed and and is going to make full good on yeah well and and is capable of making <clears throat> of course yeah it's, it's not like a i'm sure public schools would love to give more right they just can't they just yeah. can't yeah. right um it, it, i mean public schools hit more threes like <laughs> 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 like run more stairs <laughs> what do you know <laughs> really 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 what's your gym time look like public school <laughs> yeah. like come on <laughs> um but yeah right so not right so public school is obviously not capable of it but when I immediately when I read this, I was, you know, just impacted by thinking about the number of other wealthy Americans. And, and LeBron is at that stage where he's wealthy. He's not yeah. just rich, as Chris Rock would say. He's wealthy. He's mm-hmm. the guy writing other guys checks at this point. Yeah. Right. And he's going to be right. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be the, the first, you know, minority majority owner in the NBA at some point. He's going to run his for own sure. team, right? Sure. These things are going to happen. We know that for sure. Um, but he's, in my mind, beating out fucking Mark Zuckerberg and fucking Bill and Melinda Gates and all of these other assholes who, you know, think that they're contributing to education by just, you know, funding this charter or that charter or throwing a few dollars here or there. Mm-hmm. He's setting out to like achieve specific goals, right, and make those things happen for his students, and and not just them, but he's also targeting their families too, and recognizing yeah. that as schools, you you can't. It's not just about what you can do inside the school; it's how you can impact those families at home in order to make their home lives better and really affect them. You know, really affect the whole child. Yeah, and I think he's looked at a problem in education, and he has he's answered it in, in the way that I think makes the most rational sense, which is that the problems of education are so vast. Mm. Yet, as a rich guy, you can spend your money widely or focus on something specific. And I think in education, there's real power in that micro focus because then you can take money that would have gone to more schools and instead wrap do what they call wraparound services around every aspect of that kid's life. And it's, it's going to be exciting to see what happens. It's going to be very exciting. And I think that the beauty of it, to your point about, about you know, going deep instead of going shallow, yeah, yeah, right? Totally. Going shallow and wide, going deep and focused is going to be that when we do see that this works, and I mean, we have every faith that this is going to work because we, as educators, understand that he's really hitting on just every facet, right? He's hitting on transportation. He's hitting on food. He's hitting on, you know, access to clothes, like just everything that's going to make these children's lives successful and make their families' lives successful. When people see that it's going to work and it's coming from fucking King James, I mean, there is no 
you know, just stronger face mm -hmm. and, and greater mm -hmm. impression that you can make than this person. When people see that it's going to work, people with influence, people with power, people with money, <clears throat> it's going to spawn so many offshoots of the same thing. Totally. Right? Yeah. I mean, the impact he's had on just what it means to be cool, powerful, and wealthy in the NBA is, is incredibly impressive. Yeah. What that means is <laughs> that you're a hard fucking worker with a good head on your shoulders and a good heart. Yeah. It, it's, it's incredible to see. Let's, um, let's yeah. get to a stupid conversation because that, yeah. that, 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 that brings me to a really stupid Great. point. Yeah. Okay. Greatest of all time. Yeah. Is it LeBron or is it Michael Jordan? Uh, my opinion, LeBron. Tell Definitely us why. LeBron. Um, so I'm not a basketball guy necessarily, but I, I know enough to, to know that uh, LeBron is above MJ and Amon Schumpert. I think what he's done with the teams that he's had, I think the... Okay, well... The, t the question of what greatness is, what, what greatest would be, mm -hmm. it, it's like kind of gets the nature of like what an MVP is. Right. Most valuable, right, most right, right. outstanding, right. Right. et cetera. Um, and I'm certainly going to be prejudiced to the people I can see. Of course. Like LeBron. Of course. And want to like be witnessing greatness. Right. But what he's done in what, I mean, you can, I, I think, pretty convincingly say is a time in which the NBA is full of stars who are as good as people have ever been right. and better. I mean, the quality of talent, especially in the West and not the East these days, <laughs> is, is incredible. And that, that he can sustain such greatness for so long, not fucking go to baseball like, like right. MJ did. Right. Um, and even though this shouldn't factor in the conversation, but be such a good fucking dude about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. Not that MJ was a bad dude, but. I mean, I, I, that's the argument that I hear all the time is, you know, right, the game is just faster, people are stronger, like every, everybody is so much better that he's playing against than MJ ever played against. And I do understand that argument, and, and I think that it, it holds some validity, although there's an unfairness factor that you can't, you can't play against people that weren't in your generation, right? So we mm -hmm. don't know what MJ would do against people who were who LeBron is playing against. Mm -hmm. The same way that the reverse can't ever be true. Um, but I, I, I've reached a turning point because I myself always favored MJ. Just thinking, like, you know, from what I did take in of him and from what he did accomplish as a player on the court you know even though even though he might not have been playing as against as great competition he also didn't have as great caliber player then playing with him then like by the same factor you can't say that his teammates were as good as lebron's if you're saying every other player has been brought up but you can say that comparative to the rest of the league or right. or comparative to the rest of the, to the to the team like was the was right. the median caliber right. on MJ Bulls higher right. than that of, of Sure, you could work those stats out, I'm sure. Yeah. And I have no interest in those things. <laughs> you know, because these things aren't gonna come down to stats, right? They're gonna come down to like the eye test or whatever. But I was always I was always on the the MJ bandwagon until I swear to God fucking now. But now like uh, until I, I express my until opinion. until you <laughs> swayed me, Willie, on the car phone. I gave him a little wink. You, he swayed in, me into, from the, long into the face distance. into the FaceTime. Listen, yeah. people, that is how charismatic Willie can be. Yeah, I shattered he, my window. He can again. really uh he's he's just I'm getting wet over here just hearing him talk about yeah. LeBron. Um but <laughs> 
No, I, I, I'm honestly swayed, and I'm swayed more by his shit off the court than yeah. on the court. Like, and, and from what you said, actually, it was what you said about the way that he impacted the league just in terms of, like, culture, in terms of, like, fashion, in terms of really the just sheer approach to the game. Like, people are emulating—his peers— as well as the next generation of basketball players are all emulating him mm-hmm. in a way that they didn't even want to emulate MJ because MJ was an asshole, yeah, right? No as, as many of our sports idols and many of our other idols are assholes, right? They have to be these arrogant, cocky sons of bitches and push everybody out. But MJ was a fucking asshole. The only thing that fucking humanized him was the... Space Jam. I, was, I, was I mean, about, that's I was all it was. You're gonna say Space the Jam. only thing that humbled him was being shit at baseball, and the yeah. only thing that humanized him was laughing at himself being a shit at baseball in the Space Jam movie. Other than that, he ain't got nothing. But you got LeBron out here doing like ad campaigns where he makes fun of like the decision. Mm-hmm. He's doing movies with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Fucking great actor, by the Unbelievable way. Unbelievable really actor. actor. Yeah. So good in so good. everything he's in. He he can literally do anything. Once I found out that Michael's secret. He secrets- can come over and fuck my wife. I mean, really. <laughs> LeBron, just come yeah. over. If I had a wife. <laughs> uh once I learned that, that MJ's secret stuff was just water, yeah, <laughs> he, he really he, he really just disintegrated it was in my water mind the whole time. <laughs> but Bugs bought it. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think that there's something that LeBron can take from MJ though. What's that? He needs to go bald. We're, we're all going to appreciate when LeBron can accept his receding hairline <laughs> yeah. for what it is and just never look back. Yeah. 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 I think he's also going to go through a big hat phase. I can see, I can see like the Pharrell stuff sort of yeah. like touching yeah. him and I could see him doing, you know, not going big sheriff hat or, you know, like a park ranger hat, but like, you know, uh, maybe a... A classy fedora. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see him yeah. rocking some shit like that. I think an assortment. Uh, a tuxedo with a scarf. Like, yeah. I oh, see him sure. doing all for these sure. sort of Sinatra-y things. Also, he's only, what, like in his mid-30s? Yeah. And he's been to, I think, like 40 consecutive fi- NBA finals. Like, 40, like, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I, th- I, think it's I, think like, you're right. I think it's like 43. Yeah, yeah. His, his mom was at like <laughs> yeah. seven of them before yeah. he was born. Yeah, but he still... He still <laughs> made this starting lineup right it's amazing (laughs) also when he was in fourth grade he missed 83 days of school or 84 it's fucking crazy wait what yeah and that's what that's was a catalyst for why he's offering such wraparound services he said we moved you know i was in a single parent household and we moved so frequently and and were victims of such instability that i i would just it wasn't a question of bad parenting. It wasn't a question of parental negligence. I wasn't able to go to school on 83 days. Holy fucking Christ. Yeah. So that, that's it then, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the 83 days that we couldn't account for. That's the advantage that he has <laughs> over all other NBA players. Yeah. yeah. Is that he wasn't going to school. He was hitting the gym just in doing the fourth grade. Thrust. Just <laughs> doing squat thrusts and pistol squats. For 83 fucking days, that's why he's fast as a fucking cheetah insane. and can still slam a jamma going like 75 down the court. Huge shoulders. I mean... I've always envied those. He's just 
built. He's, yeah. he's crazy. Uh, also, um, this has been an all Ohio show. Fuck out of here. It has. Yeah. Akron, what up? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Akron, and wherever the rain boat down was. the money's on us. <laughs> yeah, and wherever the fucking boat was. What river are we assuming that was? Uh, the Ohio. The Ohio. We're going to assume <laughs> yeah. it was the Ohio. Yeah, feeding into the Mississippi. Um, yeah. That's where it finally stops catching fire. We do. We are assuming that Betsy DeVos's crew is singing uh, like... Uh, Slave, uh, slave hymns down the Mississippi, right? I think, I think they have a hymnal. Follow the drinking gourd. That's they're they're That's going it. down. Yeah. They're going down to New Orleans on that yeah, one. I mean, as long as, as long as that, um, they're not taking it from a uh, curriculum that had any amount of regulation or oversight, which right. is which is her whole pedagogical right. theory. Then yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. So we're going to take a brief pause there and we're going to come back with the snack report and uh, yes. more fun stories about heroes and villains <laughs> coming back in a flash. And welcome back. You are in the Cran Box. We are the Dull Boys. Uh, I'm your host. Gabriel Zuger, along with uh, my co-host for the day, Willie on the car phone. Willie, how we doing out there? We're doing great. Ready for the snacks. You ready for the Snack snacks? Snack attack. What's the traffic like on the bridge right now? Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. How it's, close are you? Um, I would say, you know, if... So I've been told it's the Verrazano Bridge. I've done a lot of research on this bridge while, while, while on it. I've been told that it's so long that it accounts for the curvature of the Earth. Oh, you can see the curvature of the Earth. Yeah, so I'm on the bridge. I would call. I'm, I'm going downhill now. I understand. <laughs> well, that's good. So I mean, based on this report, we are recording on uh, August second, and I believe the New York City Marathon is the first Sunday in every November. Yep. I, I'd say that you're probably about ready to start seeing runners line up any yeah, day yeah. now. Then. I, I, I aim for them. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, <laughs> well, the garbage trucks are there. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you think you get a uh, more like karma points for? Like oh, small children, nuns, marathon runners, like yeah, where where, where marathon run- I mean, really, you're doing God's work. I'm doing if you're God's going down <laughs> marathon runners. Are yeah. we are we I all mean, understanding here? I I have spoken as a marathon runner myself. New I've, York City I've marathon runners for, are the I've worst. I've aimed for Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> He's surprisingly agile. <laughs> I yield for animals. I aim for Gabe. <laughs> yeah. that's that's. The I, motto I try to here. go for um, nuns pushing strollers, <laughs> but the strollers are just full of cans, like in speed. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot about that scene. That is horrific. We would never let that happen in a movie today. No, there was so much wrong with Speed. And it was still everybody's favorite movie. I love I watched it. I mean, it was one of the few movies we had at my grandma's house on VHS. Why Grandma Ann had that, I have no idea. <laughs> but I watched that movie all the time. I mean, really, if I don't watch Speed this weekend, I think I'm going to take human fucking yeah. lives. Like, Which I one was Cruise see... Control? Was it Speed 2 Cruise that Control? That was Speed 2 on the boat. Yes, gotcha, yeah. Cruise Control, uh, the pun. Um, so anyway, uh, we are, we are here with the snack report. Um, and I have actually a reading for the snack report that's coming from USA Today. A reading from the book of USA Today. A reading from the book of USA Today. So a teen... This is, uh, again, we are recording on, and this is important, time stamp it. We are recording on August 2nd, this report coming from July 24th. 
Okay, so we are we are playing with fire here. We were so young then. A teen regularly ate bags of snacks such as hot Cheetos and Takis before stomach pains led to a surgery removing her gallbladder. Now her mom wants such snacks put on notice. This, according to Memphis, Tennessee's WREG-TV, which spoke to Renee Crayhead about her daughter's four-bag-a-week habit involving the ultra-spicy, finger-staining, banned-by-schools snacks. Now, I had no idea these were banned-by-schools. Oh, yeah, I worked in schools where these were banned. Not the Takis. Takis were fine. Just but the hot Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah. Get out. See, because I would have thought Takis were the, were the finger-staining banned snack. No, it's, just, it's this red, this, wow. this blood red. A lot, and it's a, it's while, a gang thing. <laughs> and while spicy snacks aren't tied to gallbladder problems, doctors have blamed the controversial junk foods for kids' stomach issues. So, I mean, I'm not even going to get much more into this because, you know... Oh, except that I want to read this uh, from um, Dr. Cavender, a, gastroenter- ento- a gastroenterologist at Le Bonheur Children's Hospital. We do see tons of of gastritis and ulcer-related stuff due to it, Cavender said to the station. We probably see around 100 kids a month easily. Holy shit. I mean, I'm not fucking buying that, but like... Well, also, yeah, yeah. How do kids get gastritis and, what do you call it, ulcer stuff? Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) ulcer-related stuff. (laughs) Which is not, definitely not a real term. (laughs) That's not a medical term, Dr. Cavender. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I'm buying that. And, and I mean, if, if that's the case, then obviously they're eating too much of this fucking stuff. Yeah. And the issue is the rest of their diet too. Like, I'm sorry, a kid is not eating like seven bags of Takis a week, but then every (laughs) other meal is just like straight Brussels sprouts and broccoli. Like the rest of it is garbage too. It's all fucking diet. It really uh, punctuates the, uh, the Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. I eat Takis for dinner, but then I do have, you know, a, a, uh, I do. I, I like to partake of a few Pringles. Sour, it's just a treat. It's, it's just a treat at the end of the doctor, day. Doctor, it's sour cream and onion. <laughs> do you know anything? <laughs> um, but so in, in honor of this, you know, apparent lawsuit that I'm sure we'll be reading about in several months as, you know, more people <laughs> as clamor we are onto in the this. hospital. <laughs> yeah, and as we join, and as we join the, uh, oh yeah. Wait, yeah. what are those, what are those where they drum up hundreds of Class action. Oh, one of those class action lawsuits. Uh, (laughs) Probably in Ohio somewhere. Yeah, Selena and Barnes were calling you up. Get get on the phone. We all know the number. (laughs) Uh, So in order to honor this, uh, we are going to be eating a very special Cheetos and a very special Takis. These are Cheetos Flamin' Hot Chipotle Ranch Crunch and Takis Explosion. Now, the explosion flavor is subtitled Cheese and chili pepper tortilla chips. Uh, so, Willie, your thoughts? Uh, my thought is is one of concern, um, mostly because the explosion in Takis has no e at the beginning. It's nope. just it's just x. x and it's not x even explosion. It's not even x hyphen. Nope. It's just x. It's like they, it's like they were so burned while eating it and like doing graphic design on this that they they couldn't even muster an e. Dog, I, I, I want to spell this out there for the audience at home. It's X-P-L-O-S-I-O-N subscript T-M. <laughs> they trademarked explosion without an E. Good on you, Taki. Yeah, good work, They Taki. couldn't get Nitro, no. right? They no. couldn't trademark Nitro. They can't trademark Fuego. 
No, right? No. Fuego's just a fucking word. Taco Bell did that long ago. <laughs> Taco Bell got they invented that first. word. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't trademark a fajita or whatever yeah, the other or, one is. Or atomic. Or atomic. But they fucking trademark explosion without an E. Really, get really your good. money. Really good. Fucking Barcel company. Yeah. So what do you think of the Taki? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's got a nice shape to it. Of course. Uh, a nice, naturally. a nice dusting. I feel like if I were to like hold it up to my ear, I could like hear uh, like what like what Dresden sounded like in World War II. I was gonna like, say there's definitely like a crackling in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some fires licking the yeah, sides of yeah. barns. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's, you know how, you know how people like describe seeing some like divine thing as like awesome to behold right this is it's it's awe-inspiring it's bringing tears to your it's eyes bringing tears right to my now. eyes I mean, mostly I, because i can't see you because you're in the car yeah, of course yeah. but like i can hear the tears right. rolling down your my cheeks. body is just reflexively producing moisture right because right. uh it's gonna need it right of course it's, it's and and it's not like sobbing it's like crying at a wedding like yeah, you know it's yeah. these just Tears of joy and love and energy, just you know, all the emotions, <laughs> yeah, it's all, all the feels. It's, it's all the ones I can muster. I yeah. <laughs> um, After the last uh, snack report, I so <laughs> I lost disgust. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate I appreciate you going through all your sensory experiences with the Takis. What what visually then are the Cheetos doing for you? The Cheetos look like um, like little turds. Uh, turds. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go another way with it though too. Um, like if if a if a uh, if a buffalo wing had a turd that was also <laughs> yeah. shaped just like a buffalo wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and obviously colored like a buffalo wing. And colored like it. It yeah. is the byproduct of buffalo wings. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They don't look. They look like they might have a. A minimal crunch, like the um, the Takis look like they have more of a snap, right? Whereas the Cheetos have more of a crunch, right? And, and they also, are crunchy, uh, according to um, to the the bag. Also, also regarding back to the Takis, there's sort of a natural coloring to them, right? It, yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, many of the other Taki flavors, there's something so heinously artificial looking totally, about them. Totally. Right, they're like super neon red or neon green, like they're really like crazy ass fucking looking. These almost look—they're colored kind of like um, like pita chips. Yeah, they almost give you the impression that like this isn't a taki. Like this might be like sort of a fancy taki is or this like, like a dainty taki. Yeah, is this is this like an organic explosion? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right, that's right. This was in their organic line. I actually did. How much more do you think they would at a health food store? <laughs> Yeah, so expensive. <laughs> it was like seventeen dollars hey, for a twelve ounce bag. Sponsors, we need you. <laughs> Barcel, jump on board this train. This train is a moving. So, if these bags said, "We will rip your gallbladder out," how many more bags do you think they'd sell? Oh my god, seven million more bags <laughs> yeah. the day that that the ad day. campaign comes yeah. out. They'd have yeah. a picture of of like some kid who's like looking like tortured with just an arrow to his gallbladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm also imagining the ad campaign. Like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the tagline on the bag, obviously. But then the ad campaign itself is like a kid eating Doritos in like perfect health, and then it's just a kid in a hospital <laughs> with like all of his limbs like raised up by like pulleys, and he's in a cast and like scar tissue everywhere, <laughs> and it's like. 
this is a kid on fucking talkie. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's like through a YouTube thing. So everyone's like, oh, amazing. <laughs> Yo, so many kids would buy that shit. I mean, again, I think we've written a very 90s ad <laughs> yeah, as like yeah. we're much used to writing. <laughs> Um, but those were the best. That's when I bought most junk food in, that I've bought in my life. Of course, yeah, just all that shit that had extreme. Again, starting with X extreme. at the title. Extreme, yeah, yeah. Or um, oh my god, like remember when Powerade came out as yeah. the alternative to Gatorade, uh-huh. and it was like, holy fucking shit, you're starting this phrase with power, <laughs> with power. Like, whoa, yeah, yeah. This is intense. So anyway, talk to me about flavor. <sighs> all right. Okay, he's going in. I can feel his anticipation and anxiety this all is, the way through the phone line. This is a talkie. This is the talkie. It's fucking two of them. Oh! Double crunch. Mm. Honestly, quite spicy. Like, for cheddar. For a cheddar snack, it's got yeah. a good kick. Yeah, it's got a good kick. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not reaching for water, but right. I'm like, I'm feeling it in my mouth. Right. Um, you know, some some trifling snacks, they don't... They don't give you that same level of uh, no 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 no. They don't have of, the of like yeah of, of punching in the mouth or like or like sometimes the the Buster snacks uh, they 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 claim to be two flavors but they're really one mm-hmm. flavor right so Fucking they liars. might right they might have the cheddar but then they're not gonna back it up with the chili pepper um, either because they're lazy or because they fucking balance them wrong yeah. Um, my gallbladder is already rumbling. Yeah, I mean, you want to feel a tingle. Like <laughs> I feel a tingle right you wanna, now. You want to tingle in your gallbladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if I'm if I'm not feeling like several of my lesser internal organs when I'm eating these snacks, I know something is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like I can even feel like my appendix is like knocking on my liver right now and saying like, "Wake <laughs> up, buddy!" Like <laughs> right. there's shit happening yeah. inside me. Your appendix is like becoming unvestigial right now. <laughs> it's, it's reawakening. It's like a lightning bolt to it Frankenstein. Really has. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just blinked its eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like third Ooh. eye is open. <laughs> All right, am I, should I go to uh, uh, hot please, Cheetos? Please do the. So again, this is the Chipotle Ranch, flaming hot Cheetos. Chipotle Ranch sounds like a place outside of Denver. <laughs> so like already, you could go already before. <laughs> Chipotle Ranch is yes. <laughs> Oh my god, we're opening a dude ranch called Chipotle (laughs) Ranch. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell yeah. Again, Chipotle, (laughs) fucking Cheetos, get on this sponsorship deal. We are writing your shit for you. Um, So obvious, guys. (laughs) It's amazing. But again, are we doing too much? Before you even put this in your mouth, it's Cheetos, so there should be a, a, a... cheese flavor in it. It's called Cheetos. It's called Cheetos. But then also we've got Chipotle, which is its own spice and then ranch, which we know can be an overwhelming Yeah, and factor. ranch also a cooling agent. A cooling agent, of yeah, course. Yeah, let's see. So my curiosity will be, as he's trying this, will the spice win out over both the cheese and the ranch? Okay, that's what I'm getting. As you said, ranch has a power to it. Yes. I'm feeling the ranch. Yes. The texture is awful. The texture is a tr- It's like all the flavor is just I took away some crunch. Right. Um, and it says crunchy on the It says the crunchy. So I wonder, it's, it's, yeah. I, I feel like they're almost overcompensating because I can't even think of seeing crunchy on a regular Cheetos bag. Right. I want, I want like dry leaves in fall. Right. This is not that. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's moderately hot. I'm, I'm, honestly, my mouth is still in, in talkie mode yeah, right now. Right. 
Right. So, yeah. so you might be catching a little, you know, aberrant spice from the taki. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement here that that the the taki is excellent. It's far better than you would expect from a, a very unappealing package. And Willie, uh, <laughs> Willie has not, has turned the car phone into a video phone temporarily yeah. just to show me the finger dusting that he's already experienced. Now the orange dusting from the Taki not showing up, but the no. red dusting from the Cheetos clearly there. And so, I mean, are we sure this isn't a, a skin rash? <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be the start of a MRSA type reaction yeah, right, to. Right. Uh, both snacks at once. I'm also wondering what the impact of eating both at once would be like. Is it like that scene in uh, Urban Legends where, uh, what was it, uh, Pacey from Dawson's Creek drinks oh, yeah. uh, Diet Coke with Pop Rocks or something and his right. fucking stomach explodes, yeah, yeah, but you can't not do really. Right. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, so yeah, um, we we do have 911 on speed dial uh, in case that... Things go south for Willie on the car phone. And as always, we do have his exact GPS coordinates as he does text those out to uh, his entire address book every 30 to 45 seconds. So Yeah, and, and no gallbladder has ever felt good coming out of Staten Island. So my, mine is, you know, it, it could just be a uh, residual feeling. We are assuming a certain amount of gallbladder <laughs> dexterity from our Staten Islanders. Um, right. They're they're used to these kinds of things, living so close to uh, what is it? Uh, great kills. Uh, oh yeah, fresh kills. Fresh kills. Yeah. To the fresh kills. Um, uh, dump treatment plant. Dump. <laughs> Fucking dump. Yeah. I was trying to look for a very gentle word for garbage dump. dump. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that has been the snack report. Definitely go find yourself some Takis explosion. Yeah. Verbal trademark on yeah. explosion. Um, so our last story today of uh, heroes and villains um, is a fascinating one, um, especially in that, well, I was going to say there are no heroes in it, but really there might be. I, I We're going to have to see where the... the jury of uh, public opinion falls on this but this one comes to us from a business insider and again fresh off the presses this is coming to us from july 30th 2018 uh by mary hanbury uh and i'm gonna skip right down to the opening line a wild story about a network of criminals arrested on charges that they defrauded mcdonald's out of more than 24 million through its monopoly promotion is making the rounds on the internet after Jeff Myish unearthed the full account in a Daily Beast report over the weekend. The story dates back to the early to the 1990s when Jerry Jacobson, a former police officer, set up a scheme to provide winning McDonald's monopoly pieces in exchange for a cut of the money, the report says. So, Willie, you and I have read this article. Yes, we have extensively. Uh, can you explain the scheme that he concocted this Jerry Jacobson in your own words um yeah he um he wanted to get as many really good McDonald's Monopoly uh stickers (laughs) and uh, he uh he thought there's only one way to do it and it's through crime (laughs) and so he found out where they were getting made and um, 
he uh, turned himself into a Big Mac. <laughs> Not just any Big Mac. Mayor Big Mac. He turned himself into. <laughs> into he turned himself into Mayor Big Mac. He won the local election. <laughs> <laughs> a, a squeaker, a squeaker over the the uh, longtime incumbent. This took years, <laughs> years of work years. to ingratiate himself <laughs> to the McDonald's community. Yeah, yeah, in order to curry favor with the electorate. Right, right. He like he arguably came up with the McRib. Arguably, he got in to city government. This, this is why the much lauded <laughs> McRib is, you know, such a mystery to people, right? Yeah. When it will come out next, why it's not always on the menu, what is it made out of? Right, because it was made by some sham politician. Exactly. Who's, who's, this. Who has spent the last, like, <laughs> decade and a half behind bars as a result <laughs> yeah. of what we're about to unearth. Meanwhile, he's like millions of dollars in debt to the Koch brothers. <laughs> <laughs> who, who backed his campaign Who backed heavily. his campaign. So then... He took what every mayor has, which is the key to the city. He got into the press room where they where they press out all these McDonald's stickers. He got like a million park places and no boardwalk. Finally, got all of them. And uh, now he couldn't. Now he couldn't cash these things himself, though. Because be- and this is where the scam comes. This yeah. is this is where it became corruption, right? Right. Because <laughs> you know. Before it's the American- defrauding, yeah, exactly. Defrauding a state when you're an elected official is not actually a crime in America. Yeah, these days it's encouraged. Read the Constitution, people. Right. It doesn't say anywhere that you can't be stealing money from your state if you are an elected official. Yeah, he read was Trump's stealing tweets. money. He's our president. He was stealing money from the state of McDonald's, which, as we know, is sovereign soil. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but then the the problem came, as it always does with politicians, when he involved other people, right? Yeah. So instead of taking it on himself and, you know, just filing it under the fake taxes that he left for the tooth fairy under his pillow because politicians don't pay real taxes. No, of course not. You know, um, he he gave the tickets to members of his family, uh, people he found on Craigslist, um, casual ha- encounters. The Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. <laughs> And the final straw was when the Grimace came uh, to receive a $2 million mini sticker <laughs> off of a supersized fries. What was he doing? Yeah. He got, he got really loose at the end. Yeah. But again, that was, he started in the early 1990s. That was, again, towards 99 and 2000, right as he was about to get caught. Uh, so please continue, Willie. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean that's that's pretty much the story, right? That, right. That he uh, he spread it too widely. Spread. He was um, he became overstretched, couldn't control it anymore. Also had lots of lots of budget resolutions and things in the state of McDonald's. Right. Um, and how long has he been in jail for? Well, uh, I actually, according to this. Um, we're unsure how long he's been in jail. Um, in in fact, we don't even know if he's in jail because uh, it's it's public record actually that his trial was set to begin um, on September tenth, Monday, September tenth, two thousand one. And as we know, the following day uh, was September eleventh, two thousand one. 
um, which, uh, you know, we, we don't have concrete evidence that he was a part of, but obviously it overshadowed his trial. And, and as a result, Jerry Jacobson uh, has been uh, missing, really, yeah, from right. the public eye uh, for, since that time. He was the one who started Never Forget for September 11th, thinking we'd then forget September 10th. Exactly. no one knows what the fuck happened on September 10th. Exactly. What they were doing. Yeah. yeah. He, he started Never Forget. He also started hashtag Never Forget even yeah. before Instagram came right. out. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Such a forward thinker. Uh, really. Um, he, he also is the one who assassinated the man who invented the McNugget. <laughs> yeah. That, that guy that uh, Ronald had been keeping in the basement uh, for all those years so, who, had, so who he had jerked out of all that money. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when he started to ask questions as to why <laughs> Ronald was a billionaire, but, you know, he was still working in, in the mailroom for some reason, it was Jerry Jacobson who silenced yeah. the McNugget man. Right. I, I mean, why hasn't, why hasn't Netflix made this a... Uh, Netflix original yet. It's absolutely hysterical that you should say that, William. And and this is not a laughing matter. So, you right. know, I, I mean that with the highest level of irony uh, possible. That's daily show irony for you. Wow. Um, because I actually just got another breaking report. This Again, this report coming from July 30th. August 2nd, I have that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have acquired the rights to the Jerry Jacobson story, Holy and they shit. will be producing the movie. It will be a feature film with a theatrical release, not a a Netflix um, How the to Make a Murderer. Thing. This is going to be the real fucking thing. Oh my god! So we will get to see, you know, the grimace making handshake deals, the Hamburglar, all the McDonald's characters. Where where we may even see those handicapped Burger King kids that they used to roll out every now and then <laughs> come into the mix. I mean, we don't know who got yeah, a payoff from right. this. It could have gone everywhere. I mean, what is their thing? Like 99 billion served? That's that's served the bullshit of Jerry Jacobson. This this is a huge network. I have, a nation. I have here a quote. I have here a quote. Um, this sparked nearly a decade's worth of fraud, the Daily Beast reported, as Jacobson handed out winning pieces to family members and a web of mobsters, psychics, strip club owners, convicts, drug traffickers, <laughs> and even a family of Mormons. His network won almost every prize for 12 years, the report says. I mean, crazy. think about that, Willie. You and I were playing... McDonald's Monopoly. Hell yeah. During this period. Hell yeah. In fact, I was playing McDonald's Monopoly during this period. I don't even think I was eating meat anymore. And I was still buying fries just to play McDonald's fucking Monopoly. It's the best promotional game we've ever known. Of course it it's is. It's so fucking good. It is the lottery plus food. Yeah, right. It's unbelievable. But in, in yeah. fact, state lotteries should take after totally. this model. What are you doing? What able, are you doing, states? I should be able to go to a deli, any deli in New York, where I could already buy a lottery ticket. But instead, I buy a bacon, egg, and cheese, and at the same, and a fucking you know Nestle iced tea, <laughs> a brisk iced tea, and I fucking get you know five lottery tickets with it. Right, right, and like. I'm trying to think what game would be created by the New York City Deli. <laughs> like, it would, like the, obviously, Monopoly's taken. <laughs> Monopoly is taken. Also, I believe like 
Well, not Scrabble, but there is that crossword yeah, scratch yeah, off we're, already. We're, we're, so we don't so want to do anything crosswordy. I mean, I'm almost imagining like a tic-tac-toe board, <laughs> like or maybe a Connect Four kind nice, of thing. Nice. Um, mouse trap. Mouse, mouse trap. trap would be fucking great for the NYC could, Lotto. You're gonna have a rat trap style, mouse trap, rat trap style game. Yeah, and it'd be a bodega cat. <laughs> and there's a bodega cat in the middle. Absolutely. <laughs> He's ready to pounce on the He's mouse. He's ready to pounce. No, we've we've wrote this one. Oh god. Yeah. Again, New York State Lotto. <laughs> talk to us. We're the <laughs> dull crayons. Um, but yeah, Jerry Jacobson. Uh, wherever you are out there, you know, promoting strip clubs, prostitution, Mormonism, terrorism. <laughs> I mean, really. Again, like I said at the beginning of this, it's tough to say if there's a villain here or a hero, and. <laughs> I honestly don't know where to land. I'm really uh, conflicted. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of a Robin Hood in some ways. He just took from the rich fucking McDonald's right. asshole corporation, who, who have a great game. We don't. <laughs> and, and I do like a good shamrock shake every year. <laughs> but, and, and gave it out to his, his family. His family. His family. His family. I mean, to quote, I believe it's a it's a quote from uh, from Goodfellas. You know, if if your family is starving, you know, and you you hold up a truck full of bread, is it a crime? Yeah. You know, no, it's it's not a crime. Now, what if your family doesn't like bread and they like cigarettes, and you hold up a truck of cigarettes? Is that a crime? No, no, it's it's not a crime. Obviously, that's not a quote from Goodfellas. I <laughs> yeah. believe it's actually from The Simpsons, but still a great quote. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, right. And if and to quote the place that had the never-ending uh, breadsticks, if you're here, you're family. If you're here, <laughs> uh, you're family. And if you're family, I'm giving you a million McDonald's dollars. Yeah, and some breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I mean, that's obviously gonna do it for us here at the Tall Crans. Uh, can't can't do any better than ending on Jerry Jacobson and and the high note of if you're here, your family. Um, as always, do follow us. Uh, do subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe all your friends. Follow us on uh, you know SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher and all that fucking shit. Um, and also do visit our new Patreon page. What? Hello, hello. For all of you dummies out there, all of you 27 wonderlicks like myself, all of you 37s like Willie on the car phone, you 43s, you janitors, whatever the fuck you are, come find us on Patreon. Uh, That's patreon.com slash dollcrans for, you know, prizes and, and posts that you won't find anywhere else. Um, and support us, please. Secret shit, yeah. Well, yeah. Man, when when the internet hits Staten Island, I'm going to go to that. Yeah, yeah. Webs- they call it websites. They Web- they call them websites. <laughs> um, and I did I did receive word the other day that Alta Vista is soon to find its way to Staten Island. Wow, wow. So look forward to that. Is that related to Joey Altavista? <laughs> that that um, I believe I believe well by by marriage, not by blood, <laughs> but yes, yeah. yes, it was a big wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so find us on Patreon and uh, you know follow us everywhere. Willie, you got you got anything else you want to plug before we send you back out into the night um, on the Verrazano? Yeah, my gallbladder is feeling okay. I'd give it a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat these two snacks. Maybe not individually or together, <laughs> but, but uh, to those who do, um, in moderation. In mo- moderation is yeah. key. Yeah, eat eat explosions <laughs> responsibly. Responsibly. <laughs> and good night, folks. <laughs>